Hey, Rockstar's Andrew Houston here from Profit for Contractors with another No Bullshit podcast for you guys, contractors. So look at here's what we're going to be talking about. You know, have you ever wondered, you know, am I pricing my jobs properly? Have you ever wondered, you know, uh, on the topic of pricing, should I increase my prices? It's a mental block for a lot of us as to how to answer that question. You know, we dwell on it. We question it. We don't really know sometimes what the next steps are. We're going to be talking with Ryan, uh, a contractor out of Florida, who was able to address both of those, what he did, the impact. And I think you're going to just love it. Um, you know, the, these are things that we think about and we think about and we think about. But it's time to you know get some insights as to how to take action and what the next steps are to better your business. I'll see you on the flip. Again, Andrew Houston from Profit for Contractors with another No Bullshit Podcast. Gotcha. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class. They call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm going to show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. All right, rock stars, welcome to another No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. I'm super pumped about this episode. Like guys, you know, I'm super pumped about all episodes, but this one, this one is is near and dear to my heart because we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. One of the things we're going to be talking about, okay, just the highlight is the is the impact of raising your prices. Okay. So if you're listening in, you're driving in your truck, you know, I, I'm here with 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 Ryan. You know, uh, I'm gonna get Ryan, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself in a second, but we're gonna talk about some of the things that, you know, guys, I think that in all honesty, you you think about. Maybe you don't talk about them. We're going to talk about some of those things that are in your head, some of the actions you can take as an example, raising your prices um, and the positive impact that that can have uh, like it has on on Ryan. So, Ryan, welcome, bro. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Super hey, pumped to be here. Hey, dude, I'm, 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 I'm honored. Like I said a little bit earlier when we were just chatting, I'm honored to have you on here. Honored to have you know other guests on here, and and the reason I'm honored about about it is because one of the biggest things is you guys have the courage, right? You, you've taken the courage to take the step to get help. Um, and you've taken the courage to actually take action on some of these things that we're going to be talking about today, where you really questioned it, you know, you 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 know hesitated, but at some point, right, you took the leap, you you know, of like I got to do this, right? You know, obviously based upon some educated input. And strategy and things of that nature, but you're here because you've taken action. Okay, um, you're not here because you got a perfect business, are you? Like you still got no. challenges, right? Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. Oh, okay. No bullshit, right? No bullshit. No definitely bullshit. have challenges. So let let's talk a, a little bit about. Tell us a little bit about where you're located. What do you do? And let's start off with that. Okay, um, I'm located in Edgewater, Florida. Um, about 20 miles south of Daytona Beach. Uh, I've got 25 years experience in my specialty, I guess you could say. Yep. Uh, we manufacture commercial awnings and canopies for our contractors, as well as supplying and installing interior window treatments for our 
large apartment complexes and even small residential. Um, so cool, man. So like, yeah. I think you mentioned, like you started in this uh, gig, like at age of 17 or something like that, right? Yeah, pretty much. My, um, I've always worked in a family business. You know, my parents, when I was way young, when I was like nine, they started a sign company and it kind of grew into an awning company that, you know, after, after school, I'd go and I'd like sweep the floors and, you know, like grind frames, just do stupid stuff. And mm. you know, I really liked it because you'd, you'd take, you know, raw materials, like just like, just like rolls of fabric and lengths of aluminum and, you know, weld it together and you'd have something that looked nice, go put it up on the building and change the whole building. So nice, you know, dude. Yeah, it's like quick turnarounds too. So, you know, the average job's like three weeks. So it's something you do pretty quick. Um, in and you know, out, right? In and out, you know, it's fun. I, I have like ADHD, so that that's perfect for me. You know, you I know like- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say about this ADHD thing, dude, I've been tested. I, I have it for sure. All right. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly believe, I'm, I'm sure there's a study someplace. I read something somewhere. I, I don't know where it was, but I read that most entrepreneurs, like a huge percentage, like 80 plus percent of entrepreneurs have some form of ADHD. All right. Like we're, we're so creative. We're like, you know, we're like passionate. We're like, okay, man, let's just do, like, I think that just comes with being an entrepreneur. And for those of you that have it, or you think you have it, uh, my two cents on it like that, we're not going to, you know, get heavy into it on today's call. We've got some other things to talk about is I really believe it's an, if funneled properly and channeled properly, it's one of the greatest advantages you can have. Right. You, we've got to be one. Of, I think one of the biggest things about being an entrepreneur, there's lots of them or about being a champion CEO is that we are we are so passionate about solving problems. Right. And be, having ADHD, it allows that brain to freaking think about all these solutions. Right. So with that, without further ado, let's talk a little bit about, you know, on the business front, like, you know, what what has been a bit of your journey, man? What have been some of the drawbacks that you've had uh, owning a, a contracting business? Oh, you know, there's been so many, like, so, you know, I took, and over, downs, eh? yeah, I took over the business when I was 25, you know, I'm, I'm 42 now. And, um, there was like, I'll never forget one time where, you know, we would, we were just kind of struggling and we got this IRS agent comes walking into my office and my wife, she's like six months pregnant. And this guy's like threatening to put me in jail and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God. Right. I'm like freaking out. Um, uh, and, you know, it wasn't really, I didn't go to jail, but, uh, you know, it ended up being like $75,000 in fines. And you're like, oh my God, what, what did I do? How did I, you know, how did I, how did I get to this point where I, I just totally messed up? I wasn't paying attention or I was, or I just, whatever it was, I didn't know any better. It's not like, it's not like a business comes with a book of this is how you do everything. You know, so you true, kinda, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, you just kind of like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was kind of that, that actually, that down brought me to a, to a huge up because at that point I realized, you know, I, I need help. I, you know, I, I obviously don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, hire a professional accountant, you hire a lawyer, you know, get you, keep you out of jail. So to say, you know, right. you pay off the bill, um, you know, and we, we were successful. We paid that bill off, you know, in about two years. So we good were good. Um, and, uh, that, you know, uh, listen, something like this. Okay. Like you were able to get out of it. Like there's people listening in on this that if I said to them, Hey man, you, you got to pay 75 grand, like right now or in the next 12 months, they'd be like, Hey, I got to go out of business. Like, yeah. Well, well, the worst thing, the situation I was in is I couldn't, it was personally attached to me. So I couldn't just be like, Oh, file bankruptcy. We're done. Right. We'll just start over. It was like, well, 
we're in it, you know, you're um, going to, you're going to lose personally yeah, like, in some, some way or fashion, right. It's going to, yeah. right. So it was like, okay, well, you know, this, whatever, we just got to figure this out, you know, and, and we came up with a plan and we just paid it off. It's all you can do, you know, and then don't do it again. That's type of deal. Um, you know, but like but, I said, so that, so that sort of brought you to, you know, realizing that, and look, everybody listening in, if you want to raise your hand to get help with proper contractors, totally cool. This is no, I'm not, this is not a sales pitch. I say, I say this every once in a while. Okay. I'm passionate about helping contractors. Okay. Good contractors. That means ethical contractors. Okay. I, you know, pretty hard for me to, to filter that and the people that are listening, but that's, that's the purpose. Okay. So what I want to get into is, you know, where this led you from an awareness perspective, because I guess the point I want to make for everybody listening in, okay, is, you know, I use the, I use different examples and today I'm going to use the example of being a tradie. Okay. Like it took me a long time to become a fairly like not crazy long, but long enough. Okay. It took me five years to become a licensed electrician. Okay. Like that was, that was me going th- through my apprenticeship, you know, passing, you know, my first, you know, apprenticeship, you know, level one, two, three, four, five type of thing. Right. I came out, <laughs> to be honest with you. I remember running my, you know, I was running job sites before I, I shouldn't have, but anyways, I was running job sites before I was licensed. Okay. But even when I came out, I didn't feel like I knew it all. Right. I was like, holy shit. Like I got to learn this stuff. Right. So the reason I'm using that as an example, I mean, you, you take yourself, Ryan, right. Look at how much you, how long you've been in the business. Like I'm talking about the trades. Okay. And I wouldn't doubt, I could be wrong, but I bet you're still learning things, right? New technologies, oh, new materials, right? You're still, you're always learning, right? Absolutely. Right. So, Absolutely. so ma- imagine me as being a tradesperson trying to do what you do, or you trying to do what I do. And we are actually tradies. That means sure. we're probably mechanically inclined. It means that we can learn this stuff probably pretty quick. But the reality is, I don't know what you know, and you don't know what I know as, as a right. tradesperson. Okay. Now, now what we do is we take it to the next level of a lack of awareness. And we try to run a business without getting insight yeah. on how to run a business. We, we right. try to fake it and do our own accounting. We try to be our own bookkeeper. And that honestly, it's just on everybody listening in. I'm going to tell you, that's one of the worst fucking mistakes you can make. I made it. I, made I obviously it. made it with the IRS and a whole bunch of other things. Right. Okay. So don't do it alone. Um, and and let, let's get into an example. Okay. Like this is no bullshit podcast. It's about, you know, helping you guys. So let's get into some tactics, some things. We're not going to cover off everything that you've improved in your business, but let's cover off a couple of things. One of the things is, you know, when you came to us, back to awareness, you know, pricing, right? Pricing was a big issue, yeah. correct? Sure. Okay. So what what was a bit of the aha moment you had around your pricing? I would say the biggest aha moment was definitely pricing my labor pricing. Yes. You know, when you're like, okay, you start going through the calculators and you're like, all right, I can see this. And even I was talking with my accountant about it and he's like, yeah, I don't think that calculation's right. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems pretty accurate and, and we, we're pretty spot on with it. And I know that, you know, if I have to bring in or give someone a raise or whatever it is, I can just adjust the calculator and I know what I have to charge for them now. So, I mean, that was probably the biggest aha moment. Also, you know, you don't even think of like the stupid little things like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like, Who's taking out the trash? Like you're paying someone to do that, you know. Like you get, you got to get paid for that, no matter what. Yes, it's going to be in your own need. Um, you know, loading up the truck, and 
going to get hardware, even charging for hardware. You know, a lot of people, it's like, oh, it's just how about, how about How about getting paid for the time that it takes for you to do the quote? Oh, absolutely. We definitely charge for admin. Definitely right. Charge for admin. Right. So you, you, you got this, you got this pricing calculator from yeah. offer contractors, right? You, you put in the numbers, even your account was like, what? This can't be right. It is right. It yeah. is. Okay. So, so that adds up over the year, right? So, I mean, everybody listening in, I know you, I know everybody listening as a contract, you, you don't wake up in the fucking morning. You got a quote to do and go, I'm going to quote this thing. And I want to lose money. Like, fuck, you don't <laughs> no, do that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that. You know, but, they can but yeah, that's, well, that's what's happening most of the time, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, we all think of it. You're like, okay, we're going to price this job. We'll, we'll, we're going to make like two grand or whatever it is, you know, two, 20 grand. And then at the end of the day, you're like, dude, we lost our shirt on that job. What the hell happened? Like, right. you know, where did it go wrong? And it's like, well, you start looking back through. It's like, well, you forgot to price for this. Yep. You, know, you forgot to do that. You know, it's like, so ours is a little bit different because we, you know, we're manufacturing in a facility. But, you know, we have to package on it. It's like we have to, like, protect them to get them down the road. But for years, I wasn't charging for that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was before I came before I came here. I was because I realized that, you know, that that's a that's a thing, you know. But um, it's like in the beginning, we weren't and we were losing so much money on that. We uh, we would actually be like the minute we we realized we were losing crazy money is when we started packaging the awnings and not charging for it. You know, because you don't even think of it. You know, you don't you don't even think of it. Yep, totally, totally. Um, I'm going to throw out one. Everybody listening in, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about seasonal pricing. People are like, "What are you talking about, it, Coach?" I'm like, "Well, you know." And I get I'm going to tell you, I get a lot of this from my parents. Okay, grew up on a farm. Okay, and I still remember. My dad still has a farm. Okay, but I, I still remember the difficulty doing the same fucking thing in the summer as what I did. Or with my dad in the winter, okay? Say hauling a load of hay, right? From one barn to the next barn or, or one field to the next field, right? Like, pay attention here, everybody, right? Fuck, no snow, no problem. Right. Tractor, load her up, go to, the, go to the field, good to go. Oh, shit. We got two feet of snow. Yeah. Mm, now what do you got to do? Oh, fuck, we got to snow blow. Yeah. We got to put the chains on. We got it, we got it, we got it. So think about this, everybody. If you're not adjusting your pricing, Okay. And you do any form of outside work. Okay. You definitely need to adjust your pricing. Okay. For different weather conditions. Okay. And people are like, what? I'm like, yes. If it takes you double the amount of time to set up a fucking sc- scaffold on the outside yeah. of a building because you got to remove a whole shit ton of snow and you're not considering that, I'm going to tell you, if you don't consider it, your client's not considering it and you're the one that has to pay for it. Yep. That's so absolutely all these things that add up. Okay. Let's go to the next thing. So, so that was a, a big aha moment for you. Okay. And again, back to what we said, it's nobody's intention to lose money in pricing. Okay. Right. But if you don't know this shit guys, and by the way, if you want to get the pricing for profits calculator, which will help you, it's not going to solve all the problems okay, that you got. But the first thing you want to do with this pricing for profits calculator, which you guys can get your hands on is you need to know what your break even is. You need to know that you're, you're at least breaking even when, you know, what is that point of zero, right? So that yeah. then you can now add on to make sure you're making money. Okay. So let's go into the next conversation. You struggled a bit with this one, increasing your pricing. Tell us a little bit about where was your mindset at when somebody um, said, Hey man, you got to increase your prices. You know, so my mindset was that this is the, the market value because this is what everybody else was charging mm-hmm. for this. 
and I'm and I'm just like, well, how how can we we you know we won't have any work? Like we'll just be uh, we'll be just all sitting here looking at each other. But we didn't have a choice because we were you know, we were losing money. You know, we we had this huge huge IRS bill that we had to pay because we weren't making any money. We couldn't pay the taxes. You know, and and it it went from like twenty grand to seventy five grand. And I'm like, all right, we got to pay this. You know, so we we're like, all right, we're going to do it, whatever. Um, we just got to price this higher. So we started pricing higher and yeah, it, like we lost customers. There was no doubt. We probably lost half our customers mm-hmm. and it was, it was scary. I was freaking out. I mean, I was like literally like driving to work, like, Oh shit, what are we going to do? Like yeah. trying to figure this out. And of course, and you know, um, one thing I would, and I think a lot of us do this is we never like reach out to somebody and, and say, Hey, I'm scared. Like, you know, like we're like, cause you know, we have to be tough and strong and all this and the leader and, and, you know, so I'm like, whatever we're doing this. And I have one of those mentalities. Once we're doing it, we're doing it. It doesn't matter. You know? Um, so we raised our prices, we lost half our customers, but the great thing about it is that it allowed me more time to get better customers, bigger customers who are giving us better work, more consistent. We're paying the price. They didn't care. They just wanted it done. They wanted it done on time. Um, probably about a year and a half to two years after we raised our prices, everybody who left came back because we were good. We were really good. And we were good before. And the only reason why they left was because of, they could get it somewhere else cheaper. But that guy who was doing it cheaper, he wasn't any good. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like he just couldn't do what we could do. Tell me how this changed your bottom line. Oh, it, we, I started taking home a paycheck, <laughs> you know, we were able to buy new vehicles, new tools, yep. you know, and, pay the, and as well, pay the bill off, pay the bill off, you know, right. get be out able to pay your employees more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Everything, right. everything, everything that you right. think comes with it. You right. can do is right. like, we, you know, I think, uh, like three years later we bought, a, um, you know, we were buying stuff personally that we wouldn't have been able to afford before. It was, it was great. It was the best thing we ever did. Um, but I was definitely scared doing it. And, you know, and, 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 and here's, and here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing is that like the proper contractors, we teach that this is like, this is what's going to happen. You're going to lose some clients. You get better quality clients. It's going to focus you better on your avatar of the chat. Like, like we talked about this, right? Because, and the reason we were able to talk about it in all honesty, um, everybody listening is because this experience is that this is, you know, what you experienced, Ryan is very similar to what hundreds and hundreds of other contractors have experienced in raising their prices. Okay. Now, by the way, you don't go stupid about it. Okay. Everybody listening in, I'm going to give you a couple of tactics. I don't know, Ryan, if you take this approach, but I'm just going to really, really quick tactics. Okay. First thing. Okay. You know, you should raise your prices. Okay. There's, there's, there's a couple of indicators. One is that, you know, especially this time of the year, if you're getting lots of quotes, lots of requests for quotes, winning too many jobs is, a, is one of the indicators. Yeah. Right, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. If you're winning every single job, your price is way too low. Absolutely. Okay. Because there's a couple of reasons. Um, you're winning it based upon price. Okay. You, and, and that actually attracts more people that are driven by price. They're not driven by the value of your product and service. Okay. Yeah. Next thing. Okay. Is if you're winning too many, that means you don't have a tight enough filter. Also, you have to ask yourself right now, this time of the year, especially this time of the year, you only have a certain capacity. So you need the you need to manage your pricing. I don't know, I don't know if you know 
if um, you've gotten to the stage yet with your pricing and working with one of the coaches, but you want to constantly adjust your pricing, okay? Um, based upon the seasonality of, of the year. And, and, and that seasonality is, is, is driven by a couple of things, okay? You definitely want to get your marketing dialed in so you can increase the you know, number of leads you get, decrease it as necessary, okay? But you want to keep looking at your capacity, right? right. If, if you've got a lot of work and you don't need, you know, you don't need a whole bunch of spots filled in the next month or two, when somebody right. goes to ask you to do a quote, like your value actually is increased because the demand is actually increased. Make sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. But if we don't look at that kind of stuff and we're just looking at every quote as the same quote as the same approach, guys, you got to stop doing that. Okay. So that's, that's one of the things. Okay. The other side of it, and Ryan, you've already mentioned this is that if we don't increase, if we, if we don't increase our pricing, we're definitely going to a bit of a repeat here. We're going to attract the wrong client. Okay. But let's think about the effect of that. Brian, what's been some of the effects on your team by dealing with their own clients? Oh, it's it's it it creates a lot of aggravation for everybody. If you get the wrong client, and you know, and they it, they could even check all the boxes when you first give them the price and everything, and and then something just something stupid goes wrong, and they just don't stop calling. They don't end this. You're going back and. You keep going back and you're just like, wow, you know, it, it really has a, a, it weighs on your team. They're like, oh, you know, they'd be like, oh, this person again. Oh, why? Totally. We, why? Totally. What a pain in the ass, right? And then yeah. on top of that, if they don't pay, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right? that, <laughs> definitely. Right. You know, okay. That's so like, you know, that's so that. one thing we've actually done to filter out people is, you know, we always require a deposit. Um, mm. It depends on the job. I mean, yep. some job, and, well, no. Every job requires a deposit. How much depends on the job. If it's going to be a long-lasting job, we'll do it. What uh, we use is a um, schedule of values where we we break out the whole job and we put in the values and we say, okay, to start is this much. You know, get a permit is this much money. You know, once the permit's approved, we need this much money to buy materials. Once you know, and we need this much money to manufacture. And then once that's done, we need this much money to do the installation. Once that's done, you know, and we just kind of do it that. But, uh, you know, you start talking like $5,000 jobs, $10,000 jobs, it's 50% deposit. And that actually weeds out a lot of people because I've had people say to me, um, oh, we don't give deposits. And I just say, okay, great. Well, I don't do work with people who don't give deposits because I find in my my experience that people don't who argue about the deposit argue about the final payment. So, you know, it's like you definitely got to get a deposit because I'm not a bank. It's not, this isn't Bank of America. You know? mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's Bank of America. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a couple of things. Okay, before we wrap this up, just really quickly, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, you got to have love. You need to be tough, you know, to make it big. Tell us a little bit about that mindset. Um. So, you know, you, you got to have love, but you do have to be tough. And um, if you're going to make it big, you got to be really tough. And easily the toughest, most irresistible force on the planet is love. Uh, so you need to love life, your business, your clients, your prospects, your team members, your country, your family, your God. You just gotta have love for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, if you don't love everybody, you'll you'll never sell anybody, and mm. that's really what this is about. You know, everything's a sale. Love it, man. That's uh, well, I love it, right? <laughs> Hence, uh, you know, pardon the pun. Uh, you know, um, on we only got a couple minutes here, but you know, anything that you'd say on the recruitment side of things. 
Ooh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's tough. That's definitely been really tough lately, but, right. um, you know, I, I, we use online stuff. A lot of times we, we get in, we're trying to obviously poach our, our competitors, yep. employees. Um, and when you get, you get some good people in, you, you just kind of try and get, get there. You get them to get, bring people in, have them that that's works out to be the best. You know, when you have like, uh, people who work for you, bring other people in because they're looking out for the best, for your best interest. If you treat them right, you know, they're going to look out for your best interest because also it's going to help them. So that's people want to, good people want to help with more good, want to work with more good people. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, a players want to play with a players. That's it, man. You you watch football. So last, last words of wisdom. The best players. That's it, man. What would be your last words of wisdom, you know, uh, to somebody listening in on this? Oh, I would say, you know, Times get tough. Keep your head up. You know, reach out for help. Definitely scared to reach out for help. So, um, if 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 you feel like you need help, you know, click that link. You'll get help. You know, profit contractors is definitely one of the uh, one of the best things I've done for my business. And the coaches keep you accountable, and it's really helped. It really has helped a lot. So, if you feel like you're in that 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 trench and you need to get out, don't be scared to ask for help. Thanks for saying that too. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Um, so anybody listening in, you know, link will be below. If you want to get that price for profits calculator, I'll get the team to put that link in as well. So you guys can get that, uh, you know, free tool and, 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 you know, within minutes assess whether or not you're, you know, in the right, going in the right direction regarding your pricing. And look, here's the thing, you know, it's, it's coming to the end of the year. You have to make a conscious decision. Okay. As far as getting help. All right. It really, I think it's one of the greatest attributes of being a champion CEO is, is the willingness that reach out for help and put our pride aside. Okay. To think that we're supposed to all figure this out on our own. Um, that's like the hardest way to learn. Okay. It's the most expensive way. It's the most risky way. Um, get help. Okay. Whether it's through us or through, you know, other you know, professionals, um, you don't know what you don't know and, and, and trying to be, you know, trying to be that professional you know, in all those different aspects of your business is literally impossible. Okay. It's impossible. I've been, man, I got a, I got a coaching company that helps contractors. So, I mean, I got a pretty good idea how to run a contracting business, but I'm going to tell you right now, don't ask me to be your accountant. <laughs> don't ask me to be your lawyer, you know, ask me to be your coach. Okay. And give you templates and tools and strategies and insights and a plan, but I'm not your bookkeeper. We're like, I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's a profession in itself. I'm not you, Ryan. You're not me. Like, right. You know, so the, the good news is that there's people out there to help you. OK, yeah. um, the bad news is or it potentially is bad news is if you don't reach out for the help. The good news yeah. is, is, is if you do reach out for the help. So hope everybody's had a good year. Reflect on your past, you know, uh, reflect on the things that you've done well. Make sure you protect them. And this is a little note to you, Ryan. Make sure you do that going into 2023. There's a lot of great things that you've done. We got to maintain those good things. OK. Before we add anything new to the plate, make sure you're, you know, reflecting to protect the things that you put into play. If you, anybody needs a little bit of help and planning for 2023, reach out to us. Anyways, dude, thanks so much for your time today. It's awesome. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I really enjoy it. And like I say, I really enjoy the program and, um, you know, I'm more than happy to be here. Thanks, bro. We'll catch you on the football. I'll have you back again. All See right. You. Sounds the great. Progress you made. All right. All right. Later, Perfect. Have a great day. Ciao. You too. Thanks. Hey, rock stars! Thank you for watching the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. If you enjoyed this episode, 
hit the subscribe button. And if you're serious about growing and need help, click on the link below. Myself and my team would love to help and give you the necessary tools so you can take your contracting business to the next level. And remember, dominate, delegate, and deliver.